My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz and happy Friday. Today is the 10th of February. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. It might be a new year, but it is still the same Reserve Bank. And this week, they raised the cash rate to its highest level since September 2012 in its ninth consecutive increase. Now, it's fair to say we've spoken about this a bunch on the podcast, but with people really starting to feel the pressure of these increases, we thought it would be a good time to take another look. So Tom's going to join me in the deep dive to explain exactly what these increases mean for you in your life, whether you're a renter, whether you're saving, have a mortgage or hoping to get one. Before we get to that though, Sam, there was a big resignation yesterday in Parliament. That's right. Former Cabinet Minister Alan Tudge retired from politics yesterday. He held multiple portfolios while in government, including as the Minister for Education. He was also plagued by scandal in his final years in Parliament, including accusations of abuse by former staffer Rochelle Miller. A by-election in Tudge's electorate of Aston in Victoria will now take place. The big rumour was that Josh Frydenberg was going to run in that seat. He has since ruled that out. Health professionals living and working in remote or rural areas of Australia could have their help student debts wiped or reduced under new legislation that passed federal parliament yesterday. The government estimates the program could save doctors an average of $70,000 and nurses an average of $20,000. A Sydney man has been the first confirmed Australian killed following the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Khan Pahali was visiting family in Turkey when the 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit and was found by his family who travelled to the site to search for him. And the good news, Australian Jack Robinson has become the top-ranked men's surfer in the world after taking out the first World Surf League event of the year. Robinson beat Italian Leonardo Fivaranti in the final of the Billabong Pro Pipeline in Hawaii, which put him in first place on the WSL rankings. Tom, welcome back to the pod. Good to be here, Zara. Now, we're talking about your favourite topic, which is interest rates, and that is because the Reserve Bank of Australia, which we call the RBA, increased the cash rate from 3.1% to 3.35%. That was earlier this week. That was the ninth consecutive rise that we've seen. And I think that oftentimes we talk about these numbers in an abstract sense, we report on them, but it's pretty difficult to ground them in our realities. So can you take us back to the basics? What actually is an interest rate? Yes, interest rates, our old friend, they're back again in 2023. Uh, To understand interest rates, Sarah, I'll, I'll give the really quick crash course explanation just to get us back up to speed. We've got to understand the cost of living crisis, first of all. Prices are going up. They've been going up for some time. Interest rates are the best answer we have to try and fight that problem. And they really work by essentially making it more expensive for us to spend our money. You want to borrow money, interest rates make it more expensive. Uh, You want to save money, interest rates, in theory, should make it more attractive to do that. The idea is the Reserve Bank does this. Um, they, they, They do it by charging banks interest and they hope the banks pass it on to us. The idea is less money circulating around the economy, 
less pressure on prices and we might be able to address that cost of living crunch. So that's really the context we're operating in. And as you say, we're up to nine in a row now. And unfortunately, the message from the Reserve Bank this week was that we are not at the end of the line yet. They expect a couple more interest rate rises to come uh, before we might be able to see the back of this cost of living problem. Okay, so we're all feeling the cost of living crisis. You go to the grocery store, everything is more expensive, inflation is rising. What does consecutive interest rates actually mean for us in that context? Yeah, so there are a few different ways that we can look at this. Firstly, hopefully, eventually, soon, these interest rates will help to fix that cost of living problem that we're all grappling with. So, you know, obviously that's been a fair bit of bad news for all of us over the last year or so. The hope is that eventually sometime soon uh, we may have seen the peak of inflation and these interest rates might start to work, might start to control that problem a little bit. So in a sense, that's one bit of maybe good news that could come from this. But the interest rates themselves have uh, a lot of different consequences. It's fair to say most of them are bad and and they're the Mm. ones that we want to step through today. So I think it's worth maybe splitting it up into three different categories of consequence. Firstly, there are consequences for the people who want to borrow money, particularly homeowners who have mortgages. For those people, bad news, really very bad news. Um, Then there are the people who maybe are looking to to borrow soon. So particularly people who want to buy housing. Uh, The story there's a little bit more complicated, but again, essentially bad news. Uh, But then finally, what what is supposed to be, I guess, the silver lining in this is that if you somehow manage to save money at the moment, that you should be rewarded for that, that that should be something that you get a bit of a bonus for. And so there is a little bit of good news there. There's There's some asterisks on there. It's not quite as straightforward as it should be, but we'll end on maybe a slightly more positive note. So I think they're the three main ways that that this can affect our day to day. Okay, and let's just take them one at a time. Can we start with borrowers who you said it's not good news for? Yes. So if you have a loan of pretty much any kind, I mean, if you were a small business who had a loan, um, you know, you'd be potentially paying more interest on that loan from whoever is offering it to you. That's just what Mm -hmm. higher interest rates mean. Um, And particularly we talk about that a lot in the context of the biggest loan that most people take out in their lives, which is a home loan. And um, what we're already seeing is that the banks are passing on interest rates straight on to their mortgage customers pretty much one for one in every one of these nine interest rate rises. What that has meant for people who have mortgages is higher monthly repayments. If you're on a a variable contract that, that allows it to change month to month, it would have changed immediately. If you're on some sort of fixed contract, maybe over a year or two and it changes every year or two, maybe you haven't been hit yet, but it's coming for you. And I guess it's worth just emphasizing that that really does make a huge difference to the budget of homeowners. I mean, the mortgage for people who have one is such a defining feature that kind of shapes Mm. all of your finances. And we are talking here about people paying often, you know, sort of eight or $900 even maybe a month more than they were expecting to because of these interest rate rises. And that's potentially with more on the way. That's a really, really nasty strain on a lot of people's budgets. And it comes in a context, of course, as we know, where house prices have been going up and up and up for the last two decades. And so a lot of people were already struggling with their mortgage payments on their very expensive houses. So you take those people, those people who are under what we call mortgage stress, and Australia has some of the highest rates of mortgage stress in the world, and then you add the interest rate pain. The real worry for a lot of homeowners and other types of borrowers is that this higher interest cost is just going to be unbearable. 
that it's going to push mm-hmm. people over the edge to the point where they simply can't make ends meet. Maybe they have to sell their house. Um, that's got a lot of broader implications and that's where things could really start to get ugly for, for people who are feeling that pinch. It could and it goes to a bigger conversation about the housing market and the direction that might be going in. I want to turn then to talk about renters because I know a lot of people listening and people our age aren't necessarily at the stage of taking out a mortgage, but as renters, there are also implications. Yes, well, not just people our age, Sorry, literally you you and I. <laughs> people any age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have a home loan. Australians. Um, yeah, um, so for, for those of us who are renting, I mean, well, firstly, people who rent tend to be people who don't earn as much money. And those people are probably suffering more than anyone for the from the higher cost of essentials. So there's that. Then there's the fact that if your landlord is facing a higher mortgage cost, or even if they're not, probably passed a little bit of this cost of living crunch onto you. We are in the middle of a renting crisis where rents are going up faster than they just about ever have. So there's a bad story there. Um, but then when you look to the housing market and for people who are trying to buy a house, the picture also gets a little more difficult, essentially for the same reason, right? If you maybe a year or two ago were thinking, okay, I can probably afford a $600,000 apartment. I can manage the monthly payments on that. Right now, the monthly payments being higher, maybe you can't afford that apartment anymore. So the maximum price of something that you might be able to afford has gone down. In other words, it's sort of harder for, for people who are looking to buy a house to get a foot in. Now, the silver lining there might be if all we're of, digging deep for some good news here. We really we? are. We really are. Um, it, you know, for those people, it might be if all of that causes house prices to fall really significantly. So we are starting to see a bit of a fall in house prices. It's still in the grand scheme of things, a bit of a drop in the ocean. But if you're really struggling to save up for a deposit and we do see a downturn in the housing market, that, that might help you get over that barrier. Of course, though, you're going to be paying more month to month after that. So, so in general, it's not great news for people who are looking to get into the housing market either. They, they definitely face some pretty significant costs anyway you look. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. For the love of God, Tom, is there <laughs> any good news for anybody? I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying here. Um, so I appreciate that. We, we'll, you and the RBA. Yes. Um, so, so we'll end with anyone who is saving money. Firstly, if you are saving money at the moment, I hate you, um, but <laughs> congratulations. And I, I guess this is a point that we don't necessarily talk about as much, right? The way this works with the RBA and interest rates, making it more expensive to borrow, they want you to keep your money in the bank. And so so the other side of that coin is that it should make it more attractive to save. The interest rate that you get on the money that you put in a bank account should be higher. Mm. And that's not something we're really used to even thinking about because the last decade or so interest rates have been so low, there's been barely any interest on the money that you got in a bank account. So it's probably a fairly foreign concept for a lot of people in their 20s. But, but now, you know, certainly in terms of what the RBA is offering the banks for, for the money that they have, it should be that there's a greater reward for saving. There is a catch. No, we can't just have any straight good news here. There's got to be a catch. And that is that it requires the, the banks to decide to pass that on to you. And it may surprise nobody to learn 
that the banks, while they have been very happy to pass on the higher mortgage rates to, to mortgage holders, have been somewhat slower to pass on uh, the more attractive saving rates to people who have money saved with them. There have been some changes, though, and generally speaking, there are higher rates of return out there that you can get now than you could get a year ago on your savings. But really, they, they make it pretty hard for you and you've got to have a little bit of a look around yourself. So generally speaking, what, for example, the big four banks will do is they will change the saving rate on one of their kind of premium saving accounts. So, you know, the banks do make it a little bit harder, but there is, in theory, and, and, and generally speaking across the economy, there is opportunity for you to get more money from whatever you have saved. And so rather than just sort of encouraging you to Google it, um, thankfully in Australia we have something called the Consumer Data Right, which is a government-funded and supported program that allows you to pass on information to financial providers and basically get the right advice about how to get the best rate for you. So if you Google the consumer data right, that'll take you to a government website and that'll give you, you know, kind of the right way to go on that. Uh, but to go a little bit further, and the Treasurer in the last few days has expressed a bit of frustration that the banks haven't been passing on the bonus to savers. He has been big on suggesting that this is supposed to be the silver lining and that it's frustrating that it's not happening. He's asked uh, the competition and consumer regulator, the ACCC, to have a look into this so we may get some more action over the next couple of months out, out of that. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, if you, if you are lucky enough to have some money saved, um, you may be able to find a higher rate somewhere. So maybe that's a slightly favourable note to end on, Zara, a little bit of good news there. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. How have you been feeling about the podcast this week? I know Zara and I have loved delivering some really interesting conversations this week and we would equally love if you could give us a rating and review on whatever app you've got open right now. It helps new people find us and join the TDA community. Have a beautiful weekend.